Today we'll talk about personal finance awareness. But first, let's define financial literacy with each word individually. The word finance applies to any dealings with money, and then literacy refers to knowledge or competence. Therefore, when put together, financial literacy means knowledge and competence of how to deal with money. When people are financially literate, they understand financial topics. However, this does not mean that they will make the right decisions when it comes to managing their money. Driven by sentiment and systems, their financial behaviors play an important role in their overall financial outcome. A growing realization that the youth are graduating without certain fundamental skills has led concerned individuals to seek out what our education system is missing. It is important to keep in mind that this is a broad topic that deals with the efficient management of one's personal finances. I've always struggled with understanding why money is such a taboo topic. 99% of people avoid having important conversations around finances, and in my opinion, it's a huge problem. It's no secret that many working millennials and Generation Z are terrible at managing their money. Is it their fault though? Partially yes, but mostly no. I don't believe so. A majority of us have well-paying jobs, but we can't afford to save, and that's a serious and that's a serious problem. And along with that, we are a generation that is being crippled by loans which we can't repay. We live a lifestyle that we can't even afford. We have unhealthy competition and comparisons among our peers' spendings, and we have a you only live once mentality which blinds our spending for instant gratification. I could go on and on about our downfalls with money, but why do they exist in the first place? Where does the taboo come from? Where does the money taboo come from? Apparently, the notion that discussing any form of money was rude came from the British. It's claimed that how the best it claims that it claims that how the best asset someone could own in the old days was land. And from this, people just knew who had money and who didn't because of the amount of land they had. If you had a ton of land, you'd drive a nice car and you'd park it at your own place in your nice house, plain and simple. Additionally, the English were huge on giving people with wealth prestigious titles. And this also let people know where the money was. If you weren't one of these landowners, then you kept to yourself. You didn't have enough rank in the society to ask the wealthy about money, you know, as it, as it would come off extremely rude. Let's talk about growing up. So when we were young, so when we were young, so, when we were young, we were told that for one to get a job, we were told that for one to get a job, one had to get good grades in high school, which would in turn get them into campus and then you'll land a job. While this worked to a certain extent for the previous generations, the same can't be said for the current generation. However, this is a story for another day. 
Let's talk about managing our finances in high school. When in high school, students get some pocket money and shopping, which is supposed to last for a term. You'll see that some students end up broke even before the term ends, and so they have to look for survival tactics in the middle of the term to cater for their needs. After high school and going into campus, one finally has access to student loans where they have to pay for accommodation and then you have all these expenses that you never had to deal with before which no one prepared you for. So you end up feeling overwhelmed. You have a lot of school responsibilities and more money than you were used to when in high school. And that's when you realize there is actually a problem. There is almost like an immediate realization that you are inadequately prepared to deal with the finances. You don't know how to effectively manage your student loan and any other income that comes your way. And if you happen to get a job after high school, but you never made an effort to learn better ways for managing your finances, you'll feel like you are swimming against the current. You'll find that some people who earn a decent income go broke a month or two after losing their jobs. And this is after having worked for more than 10 years. This person has zero savings and no investment. Personally, I say they have been living in a financial fog which blinded their vision. Let me clarify, let me clarify what I mean by financial fog. If you have no idea of your actually if you have no idea of your actual monthly expenses, you are in a financial fog. If you open your impressor statement and gasp at if you open your impressor statement and gasp at how much was paid out, you are in a financial fog. If you borrow money to sustain your lifestyle, you are in a financial fog. Moving on, the other thing is that with technology involved, we have these financial companies that mostly target young people in terms of offering unsecured loans. And the money offered comes pretty easy. All you have to do is to have a smartphone with good internet connection. And then you'll have to download and then you'll have to download an app whereby you'll enter your personal details and the amount of money you require. And within seconds, money comes straight into your mobile account. There are also other companies that deal with microloans that are accessible by phone. You'll find that one person can have more than three loans from different financial companies. And when one loan is due, one borrows from this company to offset a debt from another company, and the cycle repeats itself for all the debts. Parting short, all of us can improve the security of our future through financial literacy. Let's embrace technology. We literally have the world at our fingertips. Financial literacy is a wide-ranging topic, one that can't be covered entirely in this single podcast episode. But here are some fundamental steps to help you manage your money the right way. Number one, budget your money. In general, there are four main uses for money. Spending, investing, saving, and giving away. Finding the right balance among these four categories is essential 
and a budget can be a very useful tool to help you accomplish this. <clears throat> Number two, taxation. You need to understand your true earnings and how they are taxed. There are five main sources of income. Employment, investments, inheritance, side hustle, and gifts or allowances. Each of these sources may be taxed in different ways and at different levels. You need to know how much to expect after statutory deductions on your monthly employment income. Number three is borrowing. When you borrow, there are certain information that is shared with the credit bureau. And then over time, additional information such as whether you've paid your bills on time, whether you've missed payments, and how much debt is outstanding will get shared with the credit bureau. The number one tip to maintain good credit limit is to pay on time, even if it is just the minimum payment. Missing even one payment can negatively impact your credit limits. Regardless of the type, remember that all forms of credit comes with a cost, i.e. interest, which is usually monthly, and this is the amount that lenders charge for the use of their money. Number four, and last but not least, plan before investing. By, by identifying your short and long-term financial goals, this will help determine which types of investments and planning approaches that may be most suitable and effective to help you save for your needs. In doing so, it's crucial to first in doing so, it's crucial to first distinguish between what you actually need versus what is a nice to have. Going through this process allows you Going through this process allows you to set realistic goals that you can confidently work towards achieving.